pray with you before I jump into this this message tonight. I do believe this is a prophetic message. It'll be a, li- a little bit, it'll be a little teaching. This is what I do. I want you to know what I do as a preacher. I'll let you know my secret. Not really secret. Anytime I stand here in front of you, I know that I, there's a few mandates upon my life at all times, but specifically in these moments. It is a weighty thing to speak on behalf of God. It is not to be taken for granted. And taking the Lord's name in vain is far more than just yelling something, yelling his name when you stub your toe. You see, we, we carry the Lord's name with us as believers. We, we take his name everywhere we go. We carry his name. We represent his name. So to, to take the Lord's name in vain is to misrepresent him anywhere in life. So, of course, I know my job is to, is to preach the scriptures. My job is to teach truth. My job is to, uh, by God's grace, lead you to what it is that he's already spoken, not to come up with something new. But for me, personally, as a preacher, I always say this, Lord, if you were standing here on this stage tonight with this message, preaching to this people, what would you say and how would you say it? And so that's, I, I try and do my best to listen to that. And so that's what I'm going to do tonight. I want to read one passage with you before you sit down. This is what it says. Now, this is a, found in Mark's gospel. You'd find something similar in a number of other of the gospels. But basically, Mark is the fast-paced gospel that just Jesus takes off into his ministry. And so this is basically the first thing that he says as recorded by Mark. He's getting ready to begin his ministry and this is exactly what he said, what, what takes place. Now, after John was arrested, Jesus came into Galilee proclaiming the gospel of God, that is the good news of God. Now, I don't know all that he was saying specifically other than what we're about to read, but it was good news. And it was the good news that came from God. And he says this, the time is fulfilled. Now, if you had a different version, this is the ESV. Your version might say, the time has come. Or, uh, this is the right time. Some form of that. The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Or it's near. And now here's the invitation, friends. Repent and believe the gospel. I just want to invite you and... Listen, prayer is not just a comma in our service, okay? Prayer is talking to the God of the universe. So I just want to invite you to bow your head right now. And would you just, out of your own faith, even if it's in your head, don't, if, you, if it's out loud or not, it doesn't matter. But would you, would you just tell God whatever it is that you want to speak to me? If you need to highlight anything to me, I'm available. Whatever it is that you want to say, Holy Spirit, we know that you can speak to 500 people all differently at the same time. We know that you can speak to us as a faith community all at the same time. We commit ourselves to you in this time for whatever it is that you want to do, whatever it is that you want to say, whatever it is that you want to accomplish. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you. You guys can sit down. Didn't our worship team do an amazing job? Can I put this in the middle?
All right, I want to start with a riddle. What am I? No, no I, haven't, I haven't started yet. Thank you. <laughs> what am I? You can, no, no, I got to get into the riddle. Thank you, though. I appreciate it. Any, any other outbursts? <laughs> okay, here we go. What am I? You can try and buy me. You can try and spend me. Or you can try and save me. Some say when you're having fun, I fly. Kids who are bored in the grocery store with their mom say, I'm standing still. Some people think you can even travel through me. Time. There's a few more I probably had, but. Nobody knows when I'm going to run out. And I am the only commodity on earth that every single living human being has the same exact amount of. You may have more money or less money than me. You may have more skill or less skill than me. We have different jobs, different positions, different family, all those things. But the thing that we all have the same amount of is time. I want to talk a little bit about time today. Have you ever thought about time? You have some of you are thinking, I don't have very much of it left. <laughs> some of you, though, you're, you're younger and you're thinking, man, I just can't wait till I'm a little bit further down along this road of time. Time is a very interesting concept. You know, it's composed of the same, I mean, if you think of a period of it, a minute or an hour or whatever it might be, it never changes, really, in its essence. It, it is what it is. It's like, but, but all we have is right now. And now it's gone. And now all you have is right now. And now it's gone. And now, and now it's gone. And what are our memories? Our memories are simply recollections of some former piece of time. And what's our hopes and our dreams? Some looking forward to some time in the future. But, but isn't time so interesting because just like the kid in the grocery store, it's like, oh, it's taking forever. It feels like it goes slower and faster. But it never changes. Or how about this? Doesn't it seem like there are certain times or you could say seasons or Certain moments in your life that just feel more special than others. Sometimes, and you, you maybe, maybe haven't experienced this, but maybe you have, isn't it true that there are some times in life that almost feel, you could say, ordained? Like there's something, there's something special that's taking place and you can't quite put your finger on it but there's something about a, a time or a season or a day or, or, or do, you, do you know what I'm saying? And so I want to preach this message to you briefly before I invite the worship team up entitled, The Time Has Come. I want to talk to you about two specific uh, forms of time that are found in the Bible. 
Uh, in the New Testament, just a little teaching for you today. The Greek language, the language of the New Testament, records a couple, a couple different, different words for the word time. You know, we have time and we have descriptors on it, of course. But Greek talks about chronos or kairos time. And there's, there's a difference between, between these two. So chronos is where, of course, we'd get our word chronology from. And chronos has to do more with, like, specific times uh, or a, a specific description of an amount of time. So, like, if I say, hey, one week, that would be sort of a chronology term. If I say, hey, it is 6.58 and 23 seconds on the clock right now, that's, that's chronos. That's, that's a time. So earlier today, uh, there, was, there was a different sort of time that was coming, and uh, there was a baby born at 4.31 p.m. today by the name of Judah Wheeler, and uh, yeah, put your hands together. That's, uh, yeah, that's our young adult, past, uh, young adult directors. Judah was born at 4.31 p.m. today, and you know, Israel, and there was a few other babies born. Olive was born earlier last week, and is there another new baby in the house? Uh, where's your baby at? Oh, she, oh. We, we, she's wearing her. <laughs> when was that baby born? Wednesday? And you're in church. Hallelujah. So Ashley, there was, this, there was this time that was coming. You could feel it, right? And, and, and even though the doctor said nine months ago it's going to be on this day, that's a chronological date, you know, it's going to be on this day, probably that's the due date, but it didn't really matter what the due date was or the minute was specifically because when the, when the time starts happening, there ain't nothing you could do to stop it, right? But there's a season coming, right? So that's Kairos. What, what time was your baby born? 12.46 a.m. was the time that the baby was born, but, but the day, two days before, it was like, oh, this season's coming, right? My, my time is coming. So there's a difference here. And specifically when it comes to Kairos time in the scriptures, and you wouldn't really know this, all the different words in the, in the New Testament unless you actually studied which one is which, but Kairos time has to do with an appointed season or an appointed um, hour, not, not 7 o'clock, but an appointed time when something is ordained to happen. And I want to just briefly talk with you about a few uh, scriptures and a few examples of these two words. The first one is chronos, and this is what, it, this is what the scripture says. Galatians 4, 4 through 7, it says, But when the fullness of time had come, now this is chronos here, is interesting to consider. When the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoption as sons. Now there's a contrast here. We could dive deeper into this, but we don't have time. But there's a contrast between being under the law and being adopted as a child of God. Because you are sons, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. So if you could go to that previous slide real quick. The time has come, listen to this, at just the right, oh, next slide, no, go back, go back, go back. There it is. At just the right time, God sent, God stepped out of heaven and came to us. I want you to, I want you to pay attention to this. 
It was just the right time that God sent Jesus. Now, uh, history had been going on for, we can debate how many thousands of years. That's not my point here tonight, but history had been going on. Right? Humanity had been going on. From Adam and Eve to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and Moses, and David, etc. History had been going on, but the Messiah had not yet come. But at just the right time, God stepped out of heaven and came to us. Now, theologians would, de- would debate why exactly that specific year or that specific season Jesus would come. And I don't think that you could really verify one way or the other. Some people postulate that it was because the Roman Empire had created such a network and such a system in the world where the, the, the right sort of uh, information could travel all over the Roman roads... Some people would say it's because the Greek language was so pervasive that, that the message could be translated to many different peoples. You know, and there's, you, could, you could argue a whole lot of things, but my point for you tonight is this, that for whatever reason, God felt like at just the right time and just the right year, it was time for him to step out of heaven, put skin on, and move into the neighborhood in order to redeem us, to make us sons and daughters of his. Okay, number two, the time has come. At just the right time, Jesus died on the cross. This is what it says in Romans 5. For while we were still weak, at the right time, the kairos moment, this is the appointed, ordained time from God. Christ died for the ungodly. For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person one would dare even to die. But watch this. God shows, present tense, he shows his love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. There was a kairos moment, a kairos time, an appointed, set-aside time from God, the right time where he died for us. Number three, the time has come. It is just the right time for your salvation. Watch this. 2 Corinthians 6 says this. Working together with him then, we appeal to you not to receive the grace of God in vain. Think about this. Have you received the grace of God? Have you received the message of the gospel? Have you believed on the message of Jesus? And have you taken his grace in vain? Have you said, well, I've got, you know, stay on the scripture, please. Uh, I, I've got this grace from God, so I can do, do whatever I want. No, 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 that's taking the grace of God in vain. For he says, in a favorable time I listened to you, and in, and in a day of salvation I have helped you. Now watch this. Behold, now is the kairos. Now is the favorable time. Now is the day of salvation. And I got one more for you. The time has come. It is just the right time for repentance. Let's go back to this first scripture. After John was arrested, go back to it. You were on it. There it is. After John was arrested, Jesus came into Galilee proclaiming the gospel of God. And he says, The time is fulfilled. The Kairos time is now. This is God's appointed moment. The kingdom 
of God is near. Repent and believe the gospel. Now, I believe, just as I described to you earlier, that as I would seek the Lord, that this is a prophetic word for us. Not just for our church, but for the church in this nation. I really believe that the Lord would say to you, the time has come. What are you waiting for? What are you waiting? If you just consider your own life, if you would just prayerfully just be honest between you and the Holy Spirit, is there anything that you are not responding to, to that you know you should be? Is there anything that you're pushing out that, that in your heart, in your spirit, you're saying, well, one day? One day. Well, I want to tell you, Today's the day. This is the time. God has already come. The day of salvation is right now. I remember when I was younger. I remember going through high school. I remember going, growing up in church and, and inviting Jesus into my life. And I believed in his existence, but I didn't follow him because I was convinced that high school following Jesus was going to suck. But you know what I said to myself? I said, oh, no, when I'm older, I'm definitely going to follow him. When I'm old, when I'm through the party scene, when I'm through college, when I've had fun, maybe when I'm married, I'm going to follow him then. Listen, friend, I'm here to tell you that the time has come. There is no more moments to waste just thinking to yourself that one day I'll follow God. This is what I've learned about sin. When you give sin a place in your life, you never know how far it's going to take you before it's too late. And this is the hour right now, friends, where we have to make a decision because culture is changing and it is changing quickly. And the concept of cultural Christianity is gone. The concept of riding the fence is dead. It is time for you to decide, and I'm looking at you right now on God's behalf, and I'm saying, what are you waiting for before you go all in? The time has come for salvation. The time has come for repentance. Listen, some of you have been sitting in church consuming spiritually for 50 years, waiting to get some level of maturity before you do something. I, listen, I love you. I, didn't, I don't want, I don't, I'm not yelling at you. I'm just, I feel so pressed that this is the time and this is the hour that the church needs to wake up and actually do something with the gospel that we have. Listen. I need to tell somebody here today, and if I'm not talking to you, I'm not talking to you, but this is the moment for holiness. The time has come to step away from compromise. The time has come for you to put away your sin. Listen, somebody in this room, the time has come. What are you waiting for? Turn off the computer and stop looking at that stuff. You, young people, if you think... I'm going to get married one day, and when I can have sex, then I won't struggle with porn. That is a lie. You think that you're going to get married to somebody and porn's just going to go away? No, no, no. It's going to destroy your marriage. Oh, is it too real in this church? Can we talk about real stuff? 
Listen, the time has come for us to stop putting other things above God in our life. You have to seriously ask yourself, is there anything that you get more excited about than Jesus? Is there anything that you get more passionate arguing with people about than Jesus? Can somebody say politics in here? Listen, have your politics, it's fine. But if you're more passionate about your side of the aisle than about sharing the gospel, I'm telling you, friend, the time has come to put things in order in your life. Can I talk to you about money for a moment? Listen, I'm telling you, the time has come for you to start treating the money in your bank account like God actually gave it to you. There are some people that have been sitting and consuming in this church for years and you don't sow anything. Because this is what you think. Oh, look at the church, look at all this stuff. They don't need my money. No, friend, we don't need your money. But you need to give your money somewhere or it's gonna destroy you. Can I, I'm, I'm just being honest with you. It, the gift, like Cody was saying, the gift of giving is for our good. And, and I'll just say this as an elder of this church. If you don't trust this church enough to give your money here, you should find another church. I, I, and, if, and if the other elders get mad at me for saying that, I'll have that discussion. But here's the thing. If you don't trust your faith community enough to sow in as much as you do just to receive, you're in the wrong church. Now listen to this. If you don't trust any church in this region enough with your money, then the problem is not with the church. The problem is with you. Can I step on your toes a little bit? What are you waiting for to start serving? Well, I got a, I got a busy life, I got a busy life. Everybody has a busy life. How about this one? When is the right time coming when you're gonna forgive that person? Oh, let's just pause there for a second. I think there was a wise man that once said, let's see, it was something like, something like, uh, if you forgive others when they sin against you, so will your Father in heaven forgive you. What else did he say? Oh, he said, if you don't forgive others when they sin against you, neither will your Father in heaven forgive you. Friend, the Kairos time has come. You're looking for a sign, here it is. It's time to move on. It's time to forgive. How about this? When you think about sin... Are you thinking about a set of rules that you either follow or don't follow that are gonna get you some position with God or, or not, you know, you're gonna separate you from God and it's, and it's just this sort of legalistic checklist in your mind? Or when you think about sin, do you think about the lover of your soul and how you actually desire on the inside not to do anything that would hurt that person's heart. How about this? Is there any 
any degree of sin, anything that is missing the mark, anything that if, if, if God was standing right here and you just asked him, hey, how do you feel about X? How do you feel about X? How do you feel about this in my life? And he were to say to you, I don't really appreciate that in your life. I don't, I don't like that in your life. I don't want that in your life. Is there anything like that at all that you are willingly choosing? Listen, I'm not talking about perfection. I'm not talking about striving. I'm talking about choices. I'm talking about the motivation of our heart. I'm talking about the direction that we're at least running towards. There's something about choosing a direction of sin that's different than running towards the heart of God and stumbling and falling and making a mistake and getting back up again and running back towards him. Are you with me? Jesus came proclaiming, this is the Kairos time. This is the moment. The time has come. It is time to believe the gospel. And in response to that, it is time to repent. Is there anything in your world that you need to repent from? Is there anything, even right now, I just wanna pray, Holy Spirit, if you haven't been speaking or they haven't been listening yet, I pray that you would speak right now, even to me. Oh, humble me, God. We stand in awe of you. Oh, Holy Spirit, that you would speak even one word to us. What do you want to see in us? What do you want changed in us? Friends, the time has come for hypocritical Christianity to die. The time has come for you to start living at home the way that you talk and walk here in the church. The time has come for you to start being a follower of Jesus in your workplace the same way that you would be in the halls of this sanctuary. This world needs a people that is sold out and all in for God. I invited the team to come back up tonight because I just want to end with worship and with prayer, with confession and repentance. Because the time has come. And if I wasn't talking to you tonight, then I wasn't talking to you. But I think that you know what the Holy Spirit was saying to you. Are you open? Are you willing to respond?